Yeah, I saw your <laughs> your your audio. Or sorry, the the clipping in the text me. You might also like audio <laughs> text chat for Christian wives. You know, I um. Well, one, first of all, I'm happy that they were able to match anything to what it is we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think that in and of itself is halfway decent. But you're right. I I wasn't aware. Um, you know, and this is uh, why algorithms are are interesting mm-hmm. i understand that they're needed to help you know source and and parse through the massive amounts of data that we generate as a society mm-hmm. but yeah like yourself i was i was interested to see that uh, you know we are matched with the sex chat Not, and i don't you know what I, what i'm most disappointed about seb we only got one aspect of the sex chat for the wives like we only got christian wives i know you I know, know that's, like that's not representative <laughs> There's so many different religions out there. I, I would have sure. thought that, you know. <laughs> well, they only selected three, right? So. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's right. If, if we scroll, is that the thing? Like, if you swipe uh, left or swipe right on it, like, you get more? <laughs> things like that. I, I'd be afraid to experiment with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, amateur hour and equestrian podcast. Yeah, you know. And that's why I feel great about what we do, Seb, because... It shows me that there is something for everybody. Like there is nothing too niche, too, true. S- too sculpted, too refined. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I, you know what? I didn't even know. One, I didn't realize that they were both professional and amateur equestrians. Yeah. You know, I guess I should have realized that. Um, but yet still they have a reason. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You know, money corrupts You're everything. You're born so. a professional. <laughs> Yeah, you got What's that, John Houseman? Um, the uh, Smith Barney. You have to earn it. You have to earn the oh, right yeah, to be yeah, a yeah, professional yeah. equestrian. <laughs> I know. I, and again, I just dated myself, right? Because actually, maybe like maybe the four people who listen to this will be like, <laughs> you know, I think last week we sent them on Bud Abbott and uh, Lou Costello. This That's week right. I sent them to uh, John Houseman. So who knows what yes. we'll do next week? Maybe like Fanny <laughs> Arbuckle or something. <laughs> That hasn't aired since about 1982. Um, sure. <laughs> exactly. 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 It's a very oh, strange my... thing to have lodged in your head. This time. <laughs> That's a, sub, if, and, and, and I would just offer that if there was any way to monetize the insane amount of useless trivia in my head, <laughs> like that's... That's yeah, what podcasts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> You've arrived. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was made to meet this moment, Seth. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh yes. goodness. <laughs> oh man. So <sighs> I, and, and so and so we begin again, and right? So we begin again. Yes. It's uh, it's always so hard to know where to start. <laughs> there's so much going on. Is yeah, it's. I mean, you think even before a pandemic, and even before, um, you know, I don't want to say the start of you know an awareness. Uh, maybe like before all the racial injustice things were were coming up, like there was already enough going on in a lot of our lives, right? And then you just so it before feels like nineteen years, you're saying <laughs> exactly. It just feels like a sandwich, right? You know, it's just like, oh, you know, here, we're just going to layer this on top for you. And, oh, 
you know. Would you like some more cold cuts? <laughs> it, it, it is the it is. I almost feel like at this point, somebody must have said like there's there's a whole bunch of people who are walking around saying, oh well, it can't get any worse. And you know, twenty twenty is like, mm-hmm, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> there's all sorts of theories about where where we got off on the wrong timeline. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying this? We're all like living in a, a, a various aspect of like the MCU universe. Like somebody took the time stone out mm-hmm. and it read like this. Bird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we is... definitely got off track. That is. Sure. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. We were on the best track, but we weren't on the worst track either. And now we're on the worst track. <sighs> so you know, I complained as a man who had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. Mm. You know, it's it's. Indeed. It's it's it feels like that. Although I did, um, there was a theory, and I and I wanted to 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 lob it out there because this is about you know this is our time that we might choose to share with the world. Um, but I I and I I don't know that I was the I know I wasn't the first person to think about this, but I'm comparing, um, you know, the the current occupant of the White House, um, and I just go back to 2015 and 2016 when there seemed to be this strain in some evangelical circles that, you know, he was the chosen one, mm-hmm. that he was anointed by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I think about it now, I am thinking that that might be correct, but it's not for the reasons that people think. Mm. So I, I was actually, on a bender is what you're saying? <laughs> I actually, you know what? Maybe this is the most genius aspect of what God did because he had to show us how how bad things could get right so <laughs> it's he, the i have to show that to us though <laughs> you know what there's a theory in education seb that says human beings especially human adults need to hear things between i think seven and eleven times right before yeah. it actually registers um so going on that theory and extrapolating yeah, I th- I think it did kind of have to happen like so this. Multiply and, that by seven billion. Yeah, well, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, and because he maybe, and because God maybe didn't want it to happen seven or eleven times, he had to give something that was seven times as worse <laughs> just one time. <laughs> right. It kind of feels like our noses are being held in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it was well. It's concentrated. Like you need to listen. Um, you know, and I was sharing this theory with my wife the other day that the idea that you know, the, the, the temperature of our country um, and of the world, I think, is rising. And I, mm-hmm. I compare it to a human body, right? So if a human body gets sick, you know, how does the human body fight infection? Um, one of the ways is to heat the body up to such degree that the infection dies. And mm-hmm. Or the body it, dies. <laughs> this is true. And, I, I, and you know what? That is the second half of what, of what we're talking about. Like, the fever doesn't always break. Yeah. So I, I think that we are definitely going through a fever, a healing, a cleansing aspect. I just hope and pray that we have enough internal fortitude to yeah. survive this disease. And more importantly, get the freaking flu shot next time. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's not going to be enough to merely vote Trump out of office in 2020. Like it's got to be. You know, we will we we will take care to never get this sick again. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does. I mean, you know, we were talking about how we're both ultimately optimistic um, mm-hmm. last episode, um, and I still am. And I, I you know, it, it's partly um, 
it's partly a conscious choice, but it is also reflective of my, you know, internal inherent belief. I mean, um, I, I feel like in many ways, uh, what's happening is the demographic demographics are shifting. Um, the people who have had a lock on power see that lock evaporating in the near future. Mm. Um, and they're stepping up their tactics to uh, suppress the vote, to gerrymander, to, uh, you know, look the other way when people do obviously corrupt things. And, and also, mm. obviously, we talked about smartphones last time as well. There's, there's more visual evidence of all the stuff happening around us that has been happening all this time. And they're just, yeah. they're sticking their fingers deeper into their ears and, and yelling, la, 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 even louder. <laughs> um, but and that's that's causing you know i mean the idea that Barr can be uh abusing the department of justice and the and the idea of justice in this country so flagrantly just as one example yeah uh, um you know like uh you know the here in the stone case is about to testify before oh, yeah. tomorrow and he's going to testify the fact that um he's heard repeatedly that stone mm-hmm. is being treated differently because of the nature of his relationship with uh, Trump. I mean, from from the other side, from the defense, they're openly saying, "Yeah, but you have to treat him differently because he's friends with Trump." And yeah, the idea and so that that's a new not, norm. Yeah, and, and not a single Republican is saying, "Hey, now wait a minute." You know, like the bar is so low for them that uh, that you know because I feel like they know it's a house of cards that they're they're they've constructed and they you know or maybe a Jenga tower. There's one more you know, mm. a piece of uh, Django piece that gets pulled out and the whole thing comes down and it's not coming back. There's no recovering from this position, right? This, yeah. this set of uh, social policies of beliefs of beliefs that they deserve more than anybody else just because like that, there's no, there's no like uh, going gently from the number one position and drifting into the number two position. <laughs> it's like, you're out of yeah. power now. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and, but I also think it goes to how people perceive the people they mistreat. Yeah. And I, and I offer that because if you have, if you have correctly used your power, I would offer that those over whom you had power are not seeking to get back at you or revenge. It's just, oh, you were in power and now you're not. And maybe sometime in the future, you will be in power again. I think what we're seeing here, and I call it um, apartheid-like death throes, yep. right? This, this, <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens when, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, and I think that's really what it comes down to, the idea that you have mistreated people so bad and abused your power so much that you are fearful of giving up that power because you fear what people will do to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you and, know? And yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I believe, like South Africa, that, the reality will be that we will uh, treat them with more respect and justice <laughs> than they would um, if the roles were reversed because yeah. they, I mean, they're projecting, right? They, they, they yes. want to have this sort of uh, whatever crushing vanquishing victory over everybody, but them. But, mm-hmm. um, but that's not, I mean, our side is more powerful because our side is just saying, Hey, let's all just treat everybody the same way. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, it is, it is, 
it is how small do you have to be? One, and I think it, it's small on many levels, right? It's small because you abuse power when you have it. You know, it's what's that thing if, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this idea that, you know, you also think that everybody in some way is kind of like you. You know how you reacted when you had right. power, you abused it, you put it on people. So clearly everybody must act like that. And that's right. maybe where that fear comes from. Like, you know, I know what I do if I was in your position. I know what I do to me. So therefore right. I can never let you attain this position. But yeah, you're, you are correct. There's a, uh, you know, the, the the idea is that at least in my mind and again going back to what we said about hopeful this is this is what happens when the glacier moves one foot in one month as opposed to one foot in a century like there's massive amounts of upheaval there's you know and and you know the the glacier is inevitable but again, that that speed of its movement, the speed mm-hmm. of what we're seeing in social justice, you know, the the idea that, you know, the people in the English Premier League, the players and coaches are kneeling at the beginning of each game yeah. and they're playing with jerseys that say Black Lives Matter on the yeah. back of their jerseys. Yeah. Or NASCAR lined up behind <laughs> Bubba, <laughs> Bubba, I can't remember his last name now. No, uh, Bubba Wallace. Wallace, Wallace thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and, and pushed his car like... You know, this is that was the last organization I thought <laughs> would make a uh, a stand. It's almost like I expect Altria slash former Philip Morris to come out and say, "You know what? We were wrong about cigarettes." Right. Like at this point, I I don't know, but you're right. It NASCAR seemed to hold on to that for so long, um, and, and, they changed, and that they've changed faster than the NFL has. Like the NFL is still stuck in the the lack of support for Colin Kaepernick and. <laughs> And freezing him out of his own career. You know, if if I'm Roger Goodell, the idea that I've been lapped by NASCAR yeah. um, on social justice is really something I would want to take a look at. Like, yeah. I, I'm not sure who his therapist is, but I'm hoping Roger Goodell <laughs> is talking to somebody about that. Yeah. Because that's just not, you know, yeah. If, if you, if, if, so if, if you had told me on January 1st, Seb, 2020 that nascar would get rid of the flag and would start mm. bending towards social justice before the nfl did um, <laughs> yeah or at all at all Riley, i would have i would have gently tapped you on your soldier um shoulder and said you know bless your heart but a prophet you are not yeah yeah no it's uh very very unlikely <laughs> one yeah. of the many unlikely things that are happening this year and that's i mean Back to the, the reason for being optimistic. Like, mm, yes. there's a ramping up of things that we know happen: um, police brutality and and uh, you know sexism and and misogyny and um, and oppression and corruption and the, all these things that we've known that we've seen instances of. They're not new. They're just like there's more and more and more um, being surfaced. Mm-hmm. What's happening is that the responses are unexpected. Like people are still today protesting. George Floyd, um, George Floyd's death, and uh, Black Lives, and on behalf of Black Lives Matter, and and mm-hmm. peacefully assembling and protesting, and in some instances, like last night, the uh, the police in D.C. tear gassed them in Lafayette Square, um, <laughs> but in many, yeah. they're not even getting mass media coverage because they're entirely peaceful protests. But that's a measure. It doesn't even matter if they're on media because it's a measure of 
how much all those people are mobilized, they're talking to one another and they're out there and they're going to continue to be out there until stuff changes, which is, again, I wouldn't, you know, we've seen this, this ebb and flow of, of protests and activism um, and not just uh, around um, Black Lives Matter and police brutality, but, you know, there was the Women's March, the March for Science has been various protests and marches against Trump. And it always feels like, you know, there's a surge and then there's a withdrawal and it's like, did that change anything? I mean, it's good. It's keeping it in people's mind. The protest is, you know, the people are, are, are protesting this or opposed to this, but this time feels like it's not going to go away until there's some real structural changes, which is fantastic. It, it does. And, you know, I think, I'm not sure if we talked about it on episode one, um, but it's the idea that I don't know, I don't know what the final result is going to be, but this feels different. So I'm, 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 I'm hopefully optimistic, like you said, of looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And I think what's, I think what's really happening is um, the awareness on a larger scale, Mm -hmm. the, the idea that, yeah, of course, these things have been happening for a long time. Um, but it's the idea, I think a couple of things are coming into play. It's the idea that um, I think white people are, are, are in, in general, able to at least listen to the first part of the conversation mm-hmm. of, hey, things might, you know, might not be going good for everybody. Whereas before it was this instant, you know, defensive, like, oh my goodness, like, what do you, did you hate this country? It's like, no, no, no. I'm just telling you that maybe this country treats people differently. Right. Um, and, you know, at least being open to the idea that there is a delta between who we are versus who we think we are. Right. And I think, you know, and again, some people are, are some people are already there. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, a lot of movement in the middle. Right. We can all was. improve, though. Right? I mean, <laughs> Very on true. behalf of all white people, as I do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Seb, for saying that. Um, you know, and if you could just if you could just tell all the white people that I appreciate. Um, all that you all are doing um, sure. to try and be better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Actually, guys, Darius. Has... <laughs> Darius just said we're good. <laughs> oh, my. Actually, isn't the white person's meeting after our call? Like, is, is that is there going to be like a, <laughs> a big Zoom meeting where everybody's going to get on? Yeah, all of us. <laughs> Well, hopefully they do it in webinar mode so that people are muted because, you know, that's just going to yes. get really, really out of oh, control. The running water and the shuffling <laughs> pages. People are playing Xbox. It's really, oh, it's, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. But no, I mean, to our point, though, that's I think that's maybe a big part. You know, the idea that people are willing to listen. I think something you hit upon as well. Right. If we if we think about how waves move in the ocean, um, I think it's the idea that we have waves that are amplifying one another. And I think these waves are seeing commonality, like, you know, whether it be the Women's March, whether it be the Black Lives um, Matter marches, whether it be the marches for science, you know, the idea is like, is that the point I was making? I am smart. Yeah, clearly, (laughs) clearly. Um, I think you inferred that. (laughs) And I think it's going with that. (laughs) Seb, you set them up, I'll knock them down. Okay. But I think, and I think that's what happened. Like when these protests were, individually aspected like I, I i think what's happening is our people on a larger scale i think there's some aspect of people who always see you know the struggles for all oppressed and marginalized people to be intertwined and interconnected um but i think what's really happening is people who are marching who are protesting who are or who, or who are fighting this power 
really do see themselves and other people. Like it's mm. not, you know, oh, that's a woman's march, so I'm not going to go to that. You yeah. know, uh, it, or, you know, especially when I see a Black Lives Matter, even, you know, here locally where I live, um, you know, the protests that happened, you know, there was, because there was not a huge, you know, um, Black population where I live, um, you know, that protest had to be made up of people right. who were not Black and not Brown. And, and but it was still powerful. It was still awesome. People, I think, are seeing this aspect of, you know, humanity. One of the yeah. signs I saw was... Um, you know, when George Floyd cried out for his mother, all mothers needed to listen or all mothers responded. And and so there's that shared, you know, here's this white woman holding up the sign. She's obviously not biologically related to George Floyd, but as a mother, you know, what he did when he was being murdered, yeah. called out to her and she responded to that. And I think that's, again, that's why I'm hopeful. That's why I see that's different. And to your point, I think that's why these protests are not going to go away they may not be publicized or covered as much in the media because you know peaceful protest doesn't right. make for interesting clickbait what but yeah means. you're right these continue yeah 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 i mean um <clears throat> to your point like um uh the, it, it feels like the um the realization of what people talking about intersectionality we're talking about right which mm. is, which may be why that that was so attacked as being you know so pc and so esoteric and all you're doing is dividing people more like no actually what you're saying is that everybody <laughs> has a share in every type of marginalization right like yeah you're either one of those categories or you're several of those categories or you know somebody's one or more of those categories like you, it doesn't, you, you, you don't go too far down the list of all of the, uh, the, the groups or the labels or the, the types of people who are marginalized or oppressed in one way or another before you hit one that, that directly uh, re relates to you. Like, like I'm a mom, you know, like, yeah, it, that's a pretty <laughs> universal one. <laughs> that's at least 50%. Of yeah, roughly, exactly. 50% of the people can identify or at least have the capability to identify mm -hmm. with being able to put a, a young person, a, a little person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just felt like, like that conversation was just about connecting the dots from one to the other and just saying like, there's a universal human experience here and you just have to open yourself to, to feeling it. And then you feel what everybody's feeling. Yeah. That, you know, it's, it is that idea that, that, that says, you know, if you can see the humanity in somebody else, or you can see yourself reflected in somebody else, you know, yeah. there's people who are far smarter than you and I, um, Kind of, which is not a lot of people, but there are no. people who are smarter than you and I, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe the two of us combined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unstoppable. But, you know, there's just reams and reams of science of the idea that once, once you take away what you have learned about somebody and you learn from your own experiences with them, you know, the things, you know, you know, you talk about, you know, the scales fall away from your right. eyes, like, and I think that's why, you know, college is so interesting, yeah. right? Not necessarily yeah. for its educational value, but just more for the idea that you bring that's right. people who, who maybe didn't interact with each other at all, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, well, I had heard that, you know, you were like this. And now that I'm right. seeing you, you're, you're, you're a lot more like me than I was ever led to believe. Yeah. It's the same reason why uh, Dare to, to Stay Off Drugs as a campaign was doomed to fail. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Saying that drugs kill when kids are like, I've tried them and no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 well, you know, it's this idea of if you scare without knowledge, what happens is people, like you said, people try and they're like, mm, that was not my experience. Exactly. You know, exactly. it may not have been a great experience, but I'm still here. Um, and now I have to question everything that you've told me know about. That's right. You know, right. and it's, it's, yeah, that, that, you know, you know, that your, your, your society or your culture is on shaky ground when the biggest threat to it is children getting too much education. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Say that again, Seb, like that's, <laughs> you know, you, it's, it's almost like going back to what we were talking about, you know, the levers, the, you know, the, the types of people in the GOP who hold structural levers on power right now, you're, you're right. It's this idea that, you know, this only works if I can keep people fearful of one another. This only yeah. works if I can keep people uneducated about one another. Yeah. This only works if I can, if I can convince people that the pie has a limited size and that someone is coming to take their piece of it. It certainly makes the uh, de-investment or underinvestment in education and social services and mental health um, and the overinvestment in police forces and uh, oh, certain cable news networks that mm. peddle in fear and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Certainly cast that in a different light when you realize all of those things have helped the GOP retain more power than they deserve to hold. Like they, yeah. you know, I mean, they, the, the, they haven't been in the majority for a very long time. If they ever were, they just leveraged ignorance and fear Mm -hmm. in order to to grab more power than they deserve based on the value of their ideas <laughs> yes yes or or if we dare say it the number of people um that that would be that would vote for that right yeah, you know it's exactly. this this idea and i think we've we've saw it and we've seen it i think in the last few elections but you know this this rap rabid rabidization i guess for lack of a better term like this 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 fear-mongering this spreading of yeah. you know the, the hordes are coming over the wall yes <laughs> so the migrant convoy is heading towards the border you know this is you remember his, his inauguration speech was like uh was it uh, what was the refrain it was like basically it was doom and gloom and, and like yes a, an america with all the cities on fire and like it was insane. American it, nightmare. That's what he was calling. Yes, yes. Ugh. Basically, the demon hellmouth. Yeah. Right. You know. But don't worry. I don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can. St <laughs> I don't, oh wow. Weird you just Yeah. <laughs> you just compared President Trump to Buffy, which is which. It's a very which strange actually, reboot. <laughs> but it. But you know, in some ways, I think that's very true. You know, only I can save you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. only I can do this. I mean, we've seen this with authoritarian dictators and you know strong men around the world. Like you know, you for sure. Yeah, if you know, if you come to me and you just give up a little, I can protect the rest, and I and I will keep those others from you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, and and, it, and and just maintaining that definition of other, right? Just reinforcing yes. over and over and over. Yes, again. they're not like you. They're they're out to harm you. Like whoever the other is, it's they're they don't have your best interests at heart. Which is, 
you know, and 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 by the way, it and I think the other thing that that you know authoritarian aspects come into play is you need to I, I'm I'm trampling on your rights just a little bit, just a skosh to protect you. Right. Just you know, just listen. I know you've enjoyed free press, but you know. Hey, think about your children. Think about all that you've worked for. Think of all, you know, all of these aspects that come up in play. And, you know, be, because I think it's, you know, because I'm most familiar with the United States, because there's so many people who have so little, you know, because, you know, trickle-down economics never has worked, despite its many various attempts to be forced what? upon the United States. It is, I know, I know. Voodoo economics, voodoo (laughs) economics, balderdash, I say upon you. Um, Yeah, you know, that. You just haven't given it enough time, Darius. Wow. But I tell you, Seb, but that's, that's, you know, it's amazing that that's what the GOP's tactic is. It's not that the markets, you know, we haven't, we haven't let the markets loose enough. Yeah, I know. You know, if if I know a trillion and a half dollar t- tax uh, break to the rich, so that they can <sighs> pass that savings down to the poor, and then uh, and then you know the the markets crash, and everybody <laughs> and their rich grandson <laughs> gets a bailout, but like very very little for Main Street and blue collar workers, it, right? like, just this, over this, and over and over. It, it happens, and I th- I think it was. Um, I think it was Mark Rubio and hope, hopefully, well, one, I'm assuming that no one's ever going to listen to the first podcast, right? And I doubt that anyone will ever listen to the second. So I don't mind repeating this story if, if I if I did. <laughs> um, but, you know, Mark Rubio, I think um, it was Mark Rubio who, who articulated um, this idea that, you know, we're not a nation of haves and have nots. You know, we're a nation of haves and soon to haves. And this idea that, you right. know what, I realize this stuff is completely shitty and fucked up for you right now. However, yep. if you just wait your turn, yep. if you just continue Which to have why faith. why you should definitely be against the, the estate tax. Because <laughs> Yes, yes. I know you don't have an estate right now and you have nothing but medical to get debt to give to your heirs. However, one day one day you might have something and in that case aren't you going to be glad that the estate tax protects does not exist yes aren't you going to be glad that the lack of estate tax protects your hypothetical does not yet exist wealth i mean unless of course the lack of a public health care option because we don't have the funds to support it because we don't have an estate tax has killed you prematurely that would be a bad but you know what but that's gonna happen to somebody else not to you don't worry about it it's never to you, right? Never but, you know, hey, listen, if, if we ever needed a clear articulation of, you know, human beings or of people being referred to as human capital stock. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was not a good look. <laughs> Our human capital stock is ready to get back ready to work. Ready to get back to work. And boy, were they ever. Like, that's the other, that's another perfect example, right? Everybody's going out without a mask is just thinking, well, I'm not going to get sick. Like, <laughs> other people get sick. I think we we carry from our our point in the first broadcast to this idea of American exceptionalism yeah. getting warped into American awesomeness. Like yeah, yeah. other exactly. other people get sick, not me. Yeah. Um. It's like mm, yeah, even you, my special little snowflake, because <laughs> you you know your body works just like everybody else's, and yeah. and and but I I think it also goes to what we were 
you know, so I, I, I saw on, on today there was a, a little clip about somebody who fought their way to get into Walmart right. without a mask, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, one, I don't know that you should really fight that hard for, for great value food and bread and milk, no. you know? But if, <laughs> if mean, that is what... <laughs> they have great prices every day. You can come every day. Every day, day. <laughs> you know? It's like... Well, you know, the reason why those prices are so low is because they crush all labor unions. But, you know, the idea that you get to fight to go in there. Now I'm really worried, Seb. I'm worried that someone from Walmart is going to hear this podcast and they're going to crush us. That's what I... <laughs> they can't. <laughs> they they can't. Exactly. We, are, we are like jello. We are like sand. They will try to crush us <laughs> and we will slip through their fingers to reconstitute and reform. They can sue our media company for all... They can. They yes. Can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this this idea of you know i i i feel and, and maybe i think what i see is people are so frustrated that they are lashing out at those things that are nearest and close to them because they don't have the arm strength to throw the spear <laughs> yeah. at who really holds the power too right? much you know? just too much <laughs> You know, I am, you know, it's, it's, it's this idea of, you know, someone who was just so frustrated and so put upon that, you know, I, I, I can't strike at who really is hurting me. So I'm just yeah, going to strike at what's I close. I, I definitely, yeah. I mean, when I think about that, I think about like political science sort of believes that like the first political system is what they call the big man theory of power, right? Which is mm, mm. Um, basically the, the strongest dude who could with sort of threat of violence call the shots right do what i say or i'm going to beat you up right yeah it's sort of the first assertion of power and whether it's the first or not i mean that's like who knows that's theoretical but you certainly see echoes of that in you know uh kingdoms and and empires and and um uh uh and um you know uh even authoritarian and totalitarian leaders in in more recent times there's always this myth of the strong man of like Mm. You have to be afraid of the leader. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wonder if that's where the first misdirection comes from, right? If you can't, if you're af too afraid of your leader to, to speak out or dissent, or then maybe that frustration builds to the point where then you, you punch down, right? You, you take it out on somebody who's less powerful in that society than, than you are. It's, I think there's something to that. I, I think it may also have to do with um, this idea that, leaders in authoritarian aspects tend to try to separate themselves mm -hmm. from their subjects, right? And yeah. I think we see this with the leader in North Korea where yeah. there are stories of, you know, him shooting an 18 his first time playing golf right. and that he was... You know that he's supposed to not actually have bowel movements? Yes, this is true. His body is so efficient, <laughs> much like Superman processing the rays of the yellow sun. Wait, does it, Superman not poop either? I don't think he does. Wow. I don't I think he that does. Because no toilet would be strong enough. Like, Clearly. <laughs> to ever withstand, you know... <laughs> the power of the super anus and wait here it is at 517 pacific on our podcast we have officially reached super anus level congratulations i'm not sure what well, the over under was we knew, I, we knew we were going to reveal that we're actually two 12 year old boys at some point 
Exactly. Exactly. Two two twelve year olds in a trench coat trying to get it. <laughs> um, please allow Sebastian and Darius to do their to to leave school and do their podcast. Signed, Sebastian and Darius's mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the jig is up. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, until they shut us down, yeah, to we're going to keep on going. <laughs> But yeah, that, that idea of, you know, I have to be your leader because there is something so exceptional about me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe because I have built hotels with my name all over the world and maybe because I was a superstar on TV. Like, I am so exceptional. That is why. Yeah. You yeah. Need, and, 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 and that's I why alone. you need me because I alone, I and I alone, because I am unique, you yeah. know. It, you know, and you can never be like me, right? It you know, is this remarkable I, how much of a role um, the apprentice played in preparing the American public for accepting him as 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 a a successful <sighs> businessman, which he is not. It's you know this this idea of tribal knowledge, right? The idea that knowledge that comes from within the tribe is not only correct and good but infallible mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. unchallengeable. As, as we said last week, it supersedes the evidence of your eyes, right? Yes. Because that's what totalitarianism uh, really leverages is that idea that if, if you think enough of your peers believe something that you don't see evidence for, you're just going to accept that view. So they just, they, they hijack that and with propaganda say like, well, everybody knows that, you know, yes. whatever... Uh, we're just, we're only having so many COVID cases because there's so much testing. We had less testing, we'd have fewer cases. And if you hear that from enough sources, because you walk through the world only to see the Fox mm -hmm. News, Fox yes. News and Alex Jones and, and other idiots, mm -hmm. um, then, then you become convinced of that. It's, I mean, it's, it's a bizarre phenomenon because I, I, I just personally, I can't imagine trusting somebody else's opinion without if I, if I have the, you know, I mean, it depends. Like there are people I really trust, right? Yes. But, but they've earned that trust. They've earned that trust. With exactly. lots of data points exactly. that you have, that you have verified away from them. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But you know, you're right. This, this unchallenged veracity mm -hmm. of, of, and, and now it's to the point where we can't even have a conversation. Like you said something bad about somebody in my tribe. Yeah. Ergo, you must be eradicated. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not, it's, it's, and I, 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 you know, so I apologize, Seb. I know I've told you this story, but it goes back to that, that wonderful cartoon. That's my yep. favorite cartoon of all time. Right. But the people on the podcast haven't heard it. So they get to hear it right now. The <laughs> idea is that there are two dogs who are very well dressed and it's very clear that they are well-to-do dogs. They have a stock ticker in the middle of them. And one dog says to the other dog, it's not enough that we succeed, but the cats must also fail. This idea that <laughs> this idea, and it's and that's funny. Is that story is funny every time I tell it. Yes. But the idea that you know, not only must we defeat ideas, we must eradicate right. ideas. Yeah. yeah, we must crush into sand those ideas that we find distasteful or that challenge our firmly held beliefs of ourselves. Right. So. Yeah. I think that's the other part of totalitarianism, right? It's not enough to merely articulate the totalitarian point of view. This idea that, you know, the people who are speaking out against it 
really don't have your best interests at heart. And they mm-hmm. really, actually, it's not that they disagree with you. They hate you. They kill you. They want to rape your women. Right. They want to take your homes. Right. Like, yeah. No, all I said is that maybe police brutality is something we should take a look at um, and <laughs> yeah. try and root it out. But somehow you've taken it all the way there because that's, again, what your, what your well, tribal now just told you. And the thing now that's so fascinating is we, we have direct evidence of ongoing efforts to exacerbate those, um, yeah. those schisms, right? Like mm-hmm. there are, there are uh, full-time employees um, in Russia who work mm-hmm. for, for Putin's intelligence organizations who log on, you know, like go to work, log on to Twitter and control thousands of accounts mm-hmm. um, and try to amplify uh, signals on social media that are driving a wedge between the various groups. Both um, sides. On both sides. Absolutely. Both sides, right? Absolutely. It's... I mean, you know, uh, yeah, there are people on the left who um, do like purity testing and, mm. uh, and you know, say like, well, you're not progressive enough, so we should, you know, uh, we should oppose this person or whatever. Like there's, there's so much infighting that is um, at least encouraged by, uh, by foreign actors. And it's not just Russia. I think China is doing a lot of it as well. Um, and you know, I mean, the thing is, again, this has been going on for a long time. It's just now we're all in the same, uh, you know, digital soup and we can Mm -hmm. see it happening right in front of us. Whereas, you know, in, in like the CIA has, uh, for many decades surreptitiously tried to undermine and and destabilize, um, various movements, whether they were opposition (laughs) movements or governments. Um, mm-hmm. In countries all around the world, when it, it you know, uh, when we thought that it was in our best interest, when we were whatever in the Cold War, and we were trying to um, play you know global geopolitical chess with the yes, Soviet yes. Union, for example, and same like there's there's direct evidence of those types of operations by the KGB and and um, and others in the United States. Now they can just do it by logging on to Twitter and Facebook. The idea that you know, what's fantastic in the age that we live in is that there is so much knowledge um, and so much information and so many data points and, and so much research that has already been done by, you know, at least in the United States, organizations that we trust and value, whether it be mm-hmm. National Institutes of Health or, you know, the Journal of American Medicine or whatever it is. Um, the bad part is that we live in a time where there's so much information. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Absolutely. so you know, it goes back to what you and I were saying before, this idea of we we trust our tribe to filter, right? right, right and right. and and that's the that's the part because if we think about, you know, what you are what you are what you have to do in the United States if you're not super rich or even medium, you know, rich or even middle class, right? It is a daily struggle and a daily grind. You're working 40 hours a week um, for something that's barely above the poverty line. You're, you know, you're trying to take care of your kids. You're trying to, you know, you're just trying to live, right? And if we think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. you know, this idea that you are so rooted at just those base needs of human survival that those self-actualization aspects, you know, you just don't have time to read the internet and search for knowledge for knowledge's right. sake. Like everything right, you right. learn has to be related to you making money and doing something. Um, and so you, you, you trust your tribe to filter those things that you need so that you can consume it very quickly at, you know, in your hectic life that you really don't have time to live. And, and right. I think that's what we see as well. It's not, you know, I, 
I, I do not doubt that there are some true GOP true believers, you know, who truly right. have, you know, like that Dave Chappelle sketch, who truly have hate in their heart. Mm. <laughs> but I don't think it's all Republicans, um, and I don't think it's all white. Not people. all Republicans. I, I, no, yeah, no, not. <laughs> I'm so glad you caught that. Not all Republicans. Um, but it's, it's this idea of people who I think who go along with it because they're tired, they're frustrated, yeah, and they just sure. see it. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a very, <clears throat> also another very elemental feature of the human condition, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's the secret of organized religion, for example, right? I mean, it's like, you don't have to think through these really complex issues about ethics and morals and what's good and what's right and how to live your life and what the meaning of life is. I've got this book for you <laughs> and I will interpret it for you. Like the great, I love the story of the, uh, um, uh, John Smith with the uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Book of Mormon, right? Like, yeah, reading it, reading it off the golden tablet, <laughs> the bottom of the stovepipe hat that nobody else mm-hmm. could look in because it would disappear. <laughs> yes, that is. <sighs> I understand humanity's need to try and put control or establish control in a world that seems uncontrollable you know earthquakes happen floods happen yeah. you know all of these bad things happen um well no bad from your perspective right yeah, yeah um but you know all of these things happen and you're looking for something to help bring sense to a world that in sometimes seems senseless too if we're talking about you know organized religion um, which I think we just came up with the topic for our third podcast, by the way. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. So, those, so, so mom, if Good you're listening, segue. that's what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that idea of, I feel so out of control. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for something mm-hmm. to help me feel that there's purpose and that there's, that this is all just not random. And I think, yeah, to your point, that's, that's, well, lo and behold, look what I have for you. Yeah. You know, I, we, we have figured it all out. Cost. <laughs> you, you, the, the idea that, the idea that, you know, and, and I will offer, you know, for anybody who cares, you know, I'm extremely spiritual and not very religious, right? That's, that's kind of where I fall on the spectrum. Others may fall different places, but this idea that, you know, you can only achieve something through me. Like you, you, yeah. you, I'm, I'm very concerned about that. I, <laughs> and I alone <laughs> am the, <laughs> this, this sounds familiar. Where did I hear this? <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's, and, and so I would even offer, you know, so I would offer that, you know, maybe, maybe Christianity is correct. Maybe, maybe, you know, there is a God and, you know, his, the way to salvation is through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. However, my concern is that the human, the human doers of this, I think initially good concept, maybe if you, mm. even if you want to go there, like, it's not that the idea is bad. It's right. the application of humanity, I would right? Agree. Humans I would agree. got in the way of this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the basic premise is that there that there is some inherent and intrinsic meaning to life. I accept mm. that. I mm. I want that to be true very much. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. the alternative yes. sucks to be honest. Mm. So, but then the the search for that meaning is something that should be at at most. I mean, ideally collaborative, right? But ultimately yes. individual because. Mm. 
because we are all unique and there's no way that my answer is exactly your answer. There's no way, right? Because we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. So the idea that somebody can package it up and, and present it to, you know, millions of people as the answer for them is just inherently flawed. Like it doesn't make any sense. So when I, when I, those times when I've traveled to Europe and I try to buy clothes, right? <laughs> the idea that even how people measure sizes of clothing is right. different amongst varying human <laughs> beings, right? There is, you know, this is a large <laughs> no <laughs> it's like the old joke but man these are flesh colored tights no they're not <laughs> you know i don't even right. know that joke and it's funny <laughs> well depending on whose flesh you're looking at flesh colored tights has a very different oh, perspective gotcha, right gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Oh, I went to a really weird place. With I know, exactly. And that's why I felt it was important to articulate what I was saying mm-hmm. before we, <laughs> but yeah, this idea of, you know, well, this is a large to me. Well, this is a large to me. And, and, you know, there's truly no one size fits all. No. You know, yeah. when, when my friends unless from the, Europe. Unless the fabric is very stretchy. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's a unitard, right. For everybody. <laughs> but yeah, you know. So I'm, what we're saying is the ideal religion would be a one size fits all unitard. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. Bingo. There it is. Well, I mean, think about it. When you and I were going to school in London, right? And we had people who would come over and, and, you know, do the New York side of that school, you know, and it's like, oh, I need a large soda. It's like, no, I didn't ask for a pitcher. I just asked for a large. It's like, no, no, sir, that is the large. That's the large. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. I would, I'd actually want to go over to a couple of countries in Europe just to see if the American ideal of, you know, bigger is better has started Mm, to really replicate itself. It probably has. It probably has. Well, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I appreciate what America can do in terms of exporting ideas and, and some of the, but you know, listen, 64 ounces of soda is in, in one cup for one human being. Yeah. Um, it's is, an idea that the rest of the world will <laughs> never be ready for. Ever, ever. You know, I, I, uh, I, forgot, I forgot where I saw it again in this massive information that we consume, but, you know, something like that, something like a big gulp could only exist in a country that has too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, which, which I, I, I think don't is think why... they're selling the bulk of big. I thought, you know what, that Ethiopian Seven Eleven. I don't know that they're selling the big gulps that size. <laughs> well, and that's why I mean that to me is the backdrop for for a the inequality between the United States and and the rest of the world. Even mm-hmm. even the wealthy nations, we we have a higher degree of of expectations for living in comfort on mm-hmm. um, on on personal credit primarily mm-hmm. than yeah. other countries do. Um, but then within this country, especially, there's the disparity between back to what you were saying about like the estate tax and, and all the rest of it. It's like uh, we just propped up this idea that it's fine that, um, that you know, I've got uh, whatever. I'm a CEO and I make 11,000 times more per hour than, than my entry level worker mm. does because mm-hmm. someday they'll be as wealthy as I am, which is just like, no, no, that's not <laughs> It's not possible but that but that but that you can only you can only sell that in an era where 
or in a in a country where the idea of exceptionalism that's right is 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 with everybody everybody right. has the potential to be exception and you know it was just I don't know, a random set of circumstances that I just happened to start this company. Yeah. Um, or is a random set of circumstances that I happened to go to this school. And, you know, it's 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 very interesting when people are told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps when they don't even have enough money to buy boots. Yeah. Yeah. So on that hmm. note, I think on that we note, should, we should wrap this up for this week. Let us so do it's that. A nice tight amount of time, but I want to wrap it up with a a closing segment. I have a suggestion for a closing Mm, segment. So the closing segment is, what will we name this podcast? (sighs) Okay. Okay. We've Um, toyed around with Darius and Sebastian Save the World. Yes. And I think also Sebastian and Darius Save the World. Either or. I'm good with with either one of those. (laughs) I was going with alphabetical, but... um, (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. Well, there's a couple of ways, right? We, do we go with humor? Do we oh, go definitely. with... Okay, so we're done. Has, All right, so it we're... It has to be humor. <laughs> we don't take ourselves seriously enough to make it... We real. can't. We can't. Um, uh, we just covered how we're pretty sure that Superman's boobs would destroy any... <laughs> so he must not actually have bowel movements. Just yes, that, example. that is true. That that actually, yes, we, not we did do that. Not even 20 minutes ago. That's where we were. So... <laughs> Um, and we'll be back there again. Yeah. Oh, I, I would hope. I would hope. Um, wow. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'd almost want to have it be like a fan contest, but we're the only two fans. <laughs> <laughs> An excellent idea with one slight problem. Exactly. Yeah, right. It will be named after whatever Seb's mother and Darius's mother come up with. That will be the name of the podcast. <laughs> Which I mean, um, sort of comes back to it. It's Darius and Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I don't know. Do do we have to have a name right now? Well, do no. We but, on what it? I'm saying is, let's let's end on a segment, which is what should this podcast be named? And next week Got we'll it. have had a week to think about it, and, and that's what we'll close on. Bingo. Okay. okay. We will. So we'll, we will. We will officially name. Um, well, we'll this, come up with ideas for names. We can do that for a while, I think. We could. I, yeah, I now you're talking, right? Because right. as things happen, right, we can we can tack into the wind. Sure. Good stuff. I like it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> well, Seb, I will. Uh, I will say to you uh, as always, a pleasure. Um, well, you know, we'll see you uh, same bad time, same bad channel. See you.